Hi and welcome to Thrivecasters. Today we made this emergency podcast to address some shocking footage we saw a few days ago. Before we start, I am joined with myself, Adam, my socials are A-A-D-A-M underscore M-O-T-A-R-A. Hi, I'm Mark and my socials are all star, at all stars world, so A-L-L-S-T-A-R-S-W-A-L-S-A-L-L. Um, hello, I'm Nathan. My socials are down below at Blakey underscore NB on Instagram. I'm Jenna. My socials on Instagram are J-A-D-A-N-A-Y. So um, today we're going to be talking about a post we saw on social media. And I believe Mo has the link to the, the video. Would like to share it with us. And they want me to take advice from this packy called Pretty Patel and the chocolate man next to her. Now, as a white man, I won't be listening to people of colour because uh, they're no good in positions of power. Jake! A black man's place is under a white man and Packy should stick to raping children in Rotherham, not telling me what I can and can't do on an evening. So yeah, fuck the Packies and the blacks. I just wanna I just wanna say what I think on this. Because to be honest, when I first saw it, I was just shocked really. And I was thinking, from my experiences, because I moved from London to rugby, which is like a more white predominant area i feel like stuff like this and these videos are more common these days and i feel like uh as he kept on saying oh yeah i'm a white man um i don't have to listen to these people because they're not that good in power and i feel like if you think about it back in the days if you think about slavery and stuff white people had dominance over other people and i feel like the more because there's more white people like the higher population it's more like they can back each other up. So it's more like they feel more reassured and they can do whatever they want and feel like they have more freedom to say stuff like that. It's just really dumb. What do you guys think about it? So yeah, when you even look at racism or Islamophobia, a recent report suggested that women are more likely to be victims of these attacks. Uh, when people are making statements like this, they're otherizing people, belittling people, uh, and that has a massive effect upon youngsters, upon families, like families who live in isolated areas that they haven't got pe- people of other color around them. Someone might pick up these sentiments and then relay to them. So it really fuels aggression. It really fuels these things, which you do not need. It shouldn't really be happening. Yeah. I feel, just going more on it, I feel like moving to a, white, a more white predominant area has been a bit of a challenge for me as well because you see people like this and then I feel like as a black person, I've always been told to prove myself because in school, like my grades have been lowered and like there's been issues where I've been racially abused and then I went to the school about it and it hasn't been dealt with. And then when I go to my family, they're always telling me, like, I have to prove myself more as a black male in this day and age and going to a school in a, a more white predominant area. I'm always having to prove myself and better myself. 
to get on to like the same standards as everyone else. And then when it comes to like racism, like sometimes I can't do anything about it because for the most part, I don't really have any power. Like even if it's against adults in school, I can't really tell them, oh, this and the other, because then I'll get myself into more trouble about it. So the, the most I can do is keep them reporting it, but I have to keep on trying to prove myself like stuff like this. And then I obviously know that people are going to be racist behind my back. So I feel like my reaction towards it plays a big part as well, because if I just go around like having to go at everyone who I heard has been racist about me behind my back is going to like start something. It could, it could get really bad. So I feel like I just have to, I feel like me growing up here because I've lived here for the past six years and me having to get used to it all uh, really plays a big part in it and I'm not saying that I ignore racism but the way that I deal with it is more mature now now that I've gotten older if you know what I mean yeah 100% um, my view on it I obviously I'm not affected by it at all really but I have heard like experiences from some of my friends from like ethnic minorities, etc. Um, and it always seems to be the white male that is the one that is being racist in the first place. And as a white male, I feel like that puts a bad rep on us um, and something needs to be done about that. Something needs to be done about racism in general and it needs to be eradicated completely. Um, how easy and how likely and how much time that will take um, it depends on how people perceive things, um, how people are educated and how people just are in general, whether their ethics are right, whether their mind's in the right place. Can I just say, like, um, racism as a whole, I think it's more motivated by the media. It feels like they, they've grown up with racism, like they could have had parents who were racist and they got it off them on the way he was speaking. But as in now and our generation, I think we're more motivated by the media. So for example, like we have the um, uh, Manchester bombings. They specifically said it was Muslim people. They didn't say that, uh, you know, it was ISIS. They said it was Muslims. 109,736 of these hate crimes were motivated, logged by the police. I was thinking, because you, you sort of mentioned about the motivation for racism. It comes from a lot of different places. And because I, I knew someone that I used to play PlayStation with that was always racist. But like, as I was saying earlier, I can't really... I spoke to him about it and like said, can you stop? But obviously he didn't. And his excuse was he grew up in a racist family, which I feel like is becoming more common these days and which is why more younger people are being racist that is definitely a part of it and then social media because social media is a big influence and stuff like these but then again there are some people uh like with the color white who do respect racism and like because you saw the woman in the video she was like oh don't say stuff like that you know and um you see you see stuff online as well where uh, like on Snapchat stories where people being racist and they're like, oh yeah, go attack this person. Like even if it's a white person posting that, it's like 
maybe it's not the best to attack that person, but let them know what they're doing wrong. But it is good to see that there are some people on our side, if you know what I mean. Yeah. One thing we all know is, well, I think colored people are more targeted than whites because, can I just correct myself and said, I meant the 109,736 hate crime were more motivated by the media and how the media portrays ethnic minorities as a whole. And going on about um, Black Lives Matter and other protests which have happened, more ethnic minorities are targeted by the police as in violence and police brutality. I think also this video, it kind of shows that you got pretty Patel, who is from who is a minority, and you have other people who have reached these positions of power. Uh, it kind of like puts people down. Youngsters saying that even though if I get to this senior position, I will still be attacked for how I look. So it would kind of demotivate youngsters saying that what's the point? I'm still going to be attacked. Do you think it's a form of jealousy because there are cases where like minorities yeah have gotten like lots of power but that's through hard work and as we've seen before like it is harder for like for example a black woman to get a job and like because we know that women get paid less than men and then when it comes to race it's, it's a bit different as well in the terms that like prejudice and like some people can't get jobs so and as you saw in the video, the white man was saying that he doesn't have to listen to her because he thinks that he's better than her, but she has a higher power than him if you think about it. So do you think it's a form of jealousy why he's saying stuff like that and then he's saying, oh yeah, well, black people and like other minority groups are below us and we're better than them? It could be jealousy. I mean, jealousy will fuel the hatred and hate that he's coming out with, it could be jealousy that a person of minority has reached that position of power where they're advising people what to do, the whole country, and it's a very high position to be the Home Secretary. So it could be jealousy, like you said. I think we have less power as in, you know, being an ethnic minority. We have to double-prove ourselves just to get to the places we want to be. For example, Pretty Patel, she probably had to work twice as hard to become where she is now as Home Secretary. And as in um, Dave said, the um, grime artist said, saying that we, to get to where we are, we need to double-prove ourselves. Yeah, so do you think for that reason that that guy in the video, he had, like, he wouldn't have to double-prove himself, as we're all saying? So do you think for that reason that he doesn't have the position of Home Secretary that he's jealous of it because he could have got the job easier but he doesn't have it and now he's he could be upset that people have more power than him, people that aren't white? The vibe I'm getting from that video tonight is just him. I think he's he's got that personality of being racist by the people he grew up with, not as in, you know, jealousy. Could be. One thing I'd like to point out is, because um, in the video, I've, I've seen it multiple times, um, you can see his girlfriend in the background. 
Um, and I can't actually like depict what she's thinking or what she thinks of it. Um, but from what you can see, she kind of, she goes, Jake, that, that's obviously his name on the video. Like he's saying a wrong thing. Um, but then she didn't kind of, yes, she kind of pointed it out, but she didn't point him out for being wrong. And I think that she could be more um, supportive of that. If she didn't agree with the statement, she could definitely have like pointed him out for that, not got him to post it in the first place. But I feel like she could have done more and perhaps that video wouldn't be out. Um, yeah. Do you think it's the thing where some people are racist but not like open about it? So, like you said, she pointed him out about it, but she could agree with it, but then she thought, oh, yeah, but if you say that to other people, then other people would think that we're bad sort of thing and then get hate for it. You think it's sort of like that? Yeah, maybe they're just, maybe she is a racist, but maybe she didn't have the confidence to say that. Um, and that could be seen as evident, the fact that she didn't stop him from posting it. Um, she didn't say that was wrong or we couldn't see that on the video. Do you think these views are more widespread than we think? As in, just not in the UK, is it more widespread like internationally? Yeah, I, I would say yes. Uh, internationally, uh, it is widespread. Uh, just looking at football, for example, in Italy, how hard it is for a black person to play in Italy, where they openly like do monkey chants, throw bananas on the pitch. I mean, in twenty in the in the twentieth twenty first century, this is still happening, where people are behaving like this. And you see in sports, just as an example, in sports, what's happening. Uh, recently, India went to play in Australia, uh, and someone was making racist remarks in the crowd. So it is happening internationally. Yeah, we also see in America, like there, where there is a lot of police brutality there, and we see lots of like white white members of the police um, attacking or like randomly handcuffing like certain minority groups for example like my community the black community and then there was a whole black lives matter thing with the whole george floyd uh incident where the white man was on his neck and i feel like when one person shares their views on racism like a white someone of the white minority group more people feel like they can jump on it because like the the population of white people is sometimes higher than the population of other minority groups like in my area for example that's why i feel like if i say one thing about racism uh in my area then i could get easily attacked for it because i'm outnumbered well going off that point um again we we saw the whole um the whole racism in america and um, you can see it in sport um, but it does happen like internationally and sometimes the media doesn't like show it. Um, there is something at the moment. I'm not entirely sure what's going on as such, but I've seen it on uh, a few people's stories, etc. cetera. Um, there's something to do with Sikh farmers in India um, and the media aren't like showcasing that at all. Um, so do you think that, it kind of needs to be showcased more, any sort of racist act rather than just in 
either the UK, America or in sports games. My point on that is like racism is everywhere. Like I don't think the media will be able to keep up with it every second. For example, like they haven't reported anything about, you know, the Sikh farmer thing, but I think they need to bring that up. But then again, it can cause a lot of controversy for the media to do. But then again, I feel like it's a good thing if the media just promote it because everyone gets everything from social media at the end of the day. Yeah. And like obviously, as you said, we won't get every case of racism, but I feel like the more it is promoted, the more people can see the effects on it. Because if we show what happened, like the actual incident where someone was being racist and then show the aftermath, like for example, mental health could be affected, so like could lead to suicide. For example, then it'd be more like people would be more aware of what they're saying and what they're doing to before being prejudiced against someone for being something that we can't even control. Yeah, definitely educate. The more it's showcased around the world, um, yeah, and the more it's portrayed as bad, it definitely will educate more people, and that might be a way of eradicating it or reducing it massively. That, that was proven by the whole Black Lives Matter movement because then you see like really big platforms jumping on on it as well and then like when it's being promoted if it's on social media and it's being promoted by someone that we all know uh that's really worldwide known then i think it's easier to get the point across as well because it's being promoted more and then more people are learning about it and then makes the future not different but like it can cause a change. It can cause an impact on it. Is there anything else you guys think? Like, maybe on the video? It needs to be kind of raised within schools. So as kids are growing up, they should be more aware about rape, more aware about racism, the how it's not accepted in society. So going upwards like that, uh, it shouldn't just be like, for example, Black Lives Matter, that movement, it just kind of died out. Everyone was on the hype of it. It should be something that's continually done. Like within, for example, the UK, it should be within schools, for example, like raise awareness and look, racism is not acceptable at all. Because like one of you mentioned that about mental health, it could lead to the, it could lead to people committing suicide. These things we need to think about as well. What, what is the worst thing that could come out of this? That's what it is. So we need to think about and raise awareness. Yeah. It's a good thing you said that as well, because as some of us were saying, like, it could be that we grew up with it, like a racist family. And then if we learn in school that it is bad and it can affect our futures, then it's it's probably best to, like, it's best to get it done now and, like, find out what you're doing wrong. And I feel like racism isn't, like, really taught in schools, especially in my area. But like I said, it's very, like, it's a white predominant area. And I know in my in my school year, in my school, there's like what, five other black people. And then no not including it, there's like five other black people. And there's been there's been instances where we feel like we've been attacked racially by teachers and members of staff and then we can't do anything about it because we went to them and then because racism isn't like really taught, maybe they don't know that much about it but they feel like they can go their own way about it and deal with it differently to, as to like if a white person 
went to them, if you know what I mean. I mean, like within schools, they could obviously play within the curriculum, where people are taught about quality, uh, not to discriminate, uh, not to harbour these hate thoughts, not to harbour racism or xenophobia in any way or form. They should be conducting a curriculum where children growing up understand the society that we live in and what is kind of like the ideal society where there's no racism. I mean, you can't totally eradicate it, but you could suppress it. And it needs to be like a collective effort, not just within schools, but also within like workplace settings, within so many different settings where people are aware that it's not acceptable. That you shouldn't judge a person based upon the color of their skin. Or religion. Yeah. I feel like if we show more of the effects of it, of racism, then that's when the point will actually get across. Because if we took the George Floyd incident, let's say he didn't die, then some people wouldn't be as moved by it, if you know what I mean, because they're like, oh yeah, he just, he just, he would have got off his neck like earlier, it's fine. But then the fact that he stayed on his neck for that long to the point where he couldn't breathe and he died there, that's where, that's where people are like, well, now lives are, lives are at stake here. So we really need to get on this because it is life training and some people don't understand that. So I feel like if we show more and like even if we talk about like how it can affect mental health and like suicide rates and stuff, I feel like the more we show what racism can do to people and how it affects people, that's when people will really start listening. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, we need to like be on this, if you know what I mean. I think it's a, it was similar with the the Christchurch incident in New Zealand when that guy went into the mosque started shooting yeah. people. Yeah. It was a big hype that this is what's happening. And the guy harbored very, very racist views. Uh, but he kind of fizzled out after a bit. So there needs to be a perpetual effort to tackle racism completely. It's sad that something has to happen for people to start thinking. We, it needs to be something that we need to continuously think about and raise awareness about tackle. Well, what sort of programs in school, because you're talking about education, not showing it more, what sort of programs in school do you think they should add in to promote racism? I would say they need to add in workshops, as in, and so I would say they, they should add in some role play as well, with what, what's happening behind the scenes after like someone's Someone of ethnic minority has been racially abused or something like, you know, something similar to that. I've um, researched about some um, anti-racism organizations and the ones which really stand out, which could like, you know, help us as a generation and as a community is there's Black Girls Hike, which helps make like countryside safe for people, well, for black people moving into countryside. We got Spot Hey UK, which um, helps those, well, help and support those affected from hate crime and they challenge all forms of discrimination, which, you know, all forms of discrimination there is. You have Show Racism in the Red Card, which is obviously about football. They are funded by the public. And um, yeah, they just raise awareness about, raise awareness about them in football. 
And then you have the most popular one, which is SARI, which stands for Stand Against Racism and Inequality, which is they support people, well, support people who are victims of hate crime and hate attacks. Do you think they should be promoted more? Because, well, I didn't know about these groups before that, but like the fact that they're anti-racism is really good. But I feel like they should get more recognition for stuff like this because yeah. like there, there's all these groups about like all these issues in the world that like help prevent stuff, but then not many people know about it. So I feel like it needs to be promoted a lot more. It does, yeah. It yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know this uh, this support out there. Like for for example, these groups you've mentioned, a lot of people wouldn't know what to do, uh, and they would just like burden themselves with what they're facing. And they need to know, and they're scared to speak out because they don't know what's going to happen. They might lose their job. They might be attacked more. But they need to, people need to know that there are groups like this that support them and that, that they are not alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think to summarize then, um, going back to the video, there's been many, many bites about it, but I think we've kind of all discussed it and we've all said that, yes, that, that is wrong, what he said, definitely wrong. Um, and maybe he needs educating. I know I saw something um, to do with, I think it was a mosque that kind of put Mesos saying whole coronavirus pandemic, they would just like to sit down with him, non-violence, and just speak to him about why he said that. Um, and I, I'm guessing they're trying to kind of educate him to why that's wrong. Um, and find an answer to why he said it in the first place, which is very good. Um, Ram is wrong. Um, Adam has pointed out all the different groups. Um, and overall, maybe it could be completely gone in the next generation, in the generation after, who's to tell? Um, but something definitely needs to be done about it. Um, try and eradicate it completely. Yeah, I feel like we've all said the same thing in the yeah. fact there, there is a lot of racism and not all of it can be dealt with, but there can sort of be a change if like more people jump on it and it's like promoted more and more people are aware of like how it happens, what happens, the effects of it as well. I think, I think the more that, like even these groups that Adam mentioned, the more that is promoted and like spoken about, then the more people are aware. And even all the stories that Mo was telling us, like even on the football field, like some of us didn't even know that. But like I didn't know that. And I feel like if I was more aware of this, then like as in, if I was a different minority group, it would be easier for me to understand how other people feel and the effects of it. And then maybe it could have changed the way I thought. But that's just me speaking in a, you know. If you like to wrap it up, Adam. I, I have nothing to say. I'm just still shocked about that video. And yeah, but uh, thank you for listening to this um, edition of Thrivecasters. And all our, as you can see, all our socials are below. And please carry on this conversation in on our Instagram. At onpointwm on Instagram. Yeah, and you can you can listen to this podcast on YouTube, YouTube and, and Spotify. Spotify. And there's there's little clips of it at on point WM on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Um, but it's called Thrivecasters on Spotify and YouTube. Check it out.
Thank you for listening.